Get Off the Couch, Episode 5. Hi, I'm Matthew Hinman. In 2013, I lost over 60 pounds cycling and eating better. Unfortunately, I gained back about half that weight in 2014. This podcast is my journey toward losing that weight through cycling, better nutrition, and healthier living. I hope that my journey will inspire you too to get off the couch. So you're needing that website set up really fast and you need a good hosting company. Well, let me tell you about DreamHost. For just $8.95 a month, you can host any size website with options like WordPress, e-commerce, with just a click of the mouse. And when you use promo code GOTC, you'll get a free domain registration. So if you haven't bought that domain yet, you can get it included with your hosting at DreamHost. They have web hosting made easy. So head over to DreamHost.com and use promo code GOTC to get your free domain registration. Thanks for coming back and joining me on this journey to health and weight loss through cycling and eating better. So what are you eating these days? How are you getting more exercise? What is motivating you to get off the couch? Well, I want to hear your story. So if you'll check out getoffthecouchnow.net and look at the right side of the screen, you're going to see a link there that says, send me a voice message. So click on that, record me a little one minute message about what you are doing to get more physically active. And I might just include it on an upcoming episode. Also, please follow me on Twitter. It's at get off couch. And if you don't want to record me a voice message, well, you can simply tweet with the hashtag G O T C and I will read those on upcoming shows. Let's talk a little bit about cycling. First of all, in particularly cycling on public roads. Now, almost every state has laws regarding the operation of bicycles on public roads and most states require that bicycles adhere to the same laws of the road as motorists. In my state, Texas, the transportation code specifically states that bicycles are vehicles like any other with only a few exceptions. But here's a few tips for riding on the road. By the way, I don't care if you're touring or if you're in a road race or if you are cruising around the neighborhood. These things really apply. Okay. Number one, ride as if you were a car. And that means obeying traffic signals, signage, things like that. Lane, proper lane use. So, and that leads me to number two, ride as far to the right as practically safe. So as to allow faster traffic to safely go around you, unless you're making a left turn and then you need to be in that left turn lane. Now, of course, if you're listening in another country where traffic pattern is different, follow the rules and the laws of that area. Now, point number three, I've said this one before, but I'm going to say it again. Don't ride with music in both ears. You won't be able to hear traffic or any other cyclists around you. It's just not safe. Keep at least one ear open, if not both. Number four, use hand signals to indicate direction. Some states allow signals with both arms. For example, in Texas, you are allowed to signal a right turn by the extension of the right hand. Some places only use left-hand signals where you extend for a left turn with your left hand and for a right turn, 
the left hand bent upward. And of course, uh, slowing or stopping down the hand pointing downward. So use those hand signals when you have cars around you, let them know what your intentions are. Now, number five, very important. Cannot stress this enough. Wear your helmet. Um, it is just too easy, even in a neighborhood ride for you to get injured either by a vehicle, a motor vehicle or a crash of some kind and get severely injured. Even wearing your helmet, you can get hurt too, but you want to protect your most valuable asset and that's your cranium. So number six, use flashing lights back for sure. You want a nice, good, strong red pulsating light in the back. And I'll include that in a gear review, uh, maybe in a future episode for a couple of different brands, uh, but cat eye makes one Cygo light, both very affordable brands there. And if you want to really spend some money, there's a brand out there called Donati, uh, extremely bright lights, but also a little hard on the pocketbook, but they're wonderful. And also on the front, if needed, if you ride near dusk or even after dark, which I don't always recommend, but some people, they don't have much of a choice. Get yourself a good, strong front light that meets, uh, you know, what is expected in your area uh, and something that's practical. So think about that. Number seven, kind of back to what we were talking about earlier with number two, never ride against traffic or ride the wrong way on a one-way street. In other words, in the United States, you ride on the right side of the road, just like you do in a car. And on a one-way street, you only go down the way that you're supposed to go. Just because you're on two wheels does not make it okay to disobey the laws and disregard uh, rules of the road and safety. The last thing I want to say is use common courtesy and sense. This is number eight. Learn the laws of your state or your locale. You know, some cities may have laws that even go beyond what the state laws are. Follow them closely. And of course, encourage fellow riders to do the same. So for more information on state laws regarding cycling, you can also visit bikeleague.org. That is an amazing site there. Uh, That's the League of American Bicyclists. And there's a ton of information there you could look at. So this week, I decided to try my hand at trail biking, sometimes called mountain biking. And in many areas, this is still done, although they are far away uh, from mountains and they're not anywhere mountainous by any stretch of the imagination. But my experience, um, I just purchased a new uh, mountain bike uh, at my local bike shop. And I went down to uh, the the local mountain bike park, which if any of you are familiar with West Texas, uh, at least this portion, the Permian Basin, it's pretty flat. There's no such thing as a mountain out here unless you drive three hours south or, or west. Um, there's just nothing here but but flat. Well, someone in um, on the city of Odessa actually partnered up with uh, the Permian Basin Bicycle Association, and they formed this mountain bike track. And it's more than just a trail. This is a, a massive um, caliche pit that has been uh, sculpted and carved and, and modified in order to make three or four different levels of technical uh, ability. Uh, the first one being beginner and then intermediate than expert. And they have an area where they call double expert. So uh, apparently that's even more technical. Well, just kind of get myself broken into it. I'm a guy who's been riding a road bike for all this time and wanted to try my hand at it. I drove out to the mountain bike 
uh, park today. And as a member, I've got access. So I, I talked with a couple of fellows there at the beginning of the track and they were very kind kind of explaining, you know, the, the duration of the track, the length of the, of the, the beginner. So, uh, or as, uh, Josh called it here on a previous episode, he called it the, the bunny slopes <laughs> and it's a good, uh, analogy there because they were relatively simple. Uh, it did give me a little bit more of a workout than what I'm used to with a road bike because the mountain bike use a little bit more upper, well, a lot more upper body than you do with a road bike road bike. It seems you're putting all of your power into your, your hips, your thighs and your calves, and you're doing a lot of work, uh, from the waist down. Uh, mountain biking uses a lot more, you use a lot of upper body you know, your shoulder strength. Uh, much of that kind of just goes together. And I discovered that very quickly, even after four miles on the mountain bike, uh, I was pretty, pretty tired. I mean, 30 minutes on a road bike. I don't, I'm barely breaking a sweat, but I was sweating, uh, after that, it was a little bit more tactical than I expected. But I, I plan to do more. I'm going to get out there and ride a lot more. I'm going to try to enjoy it more. So, all right. So now for my weigh-in and stats. So this week, as of this morning, I weighed in at 231.2 pounds, which is a difference of 6.6 pounds total that I'm down. And this week I rode a total of about 31 miles on the road bike. And of course I did the 30 minutes on the trail, on the trail bike today, uh, about four miles on the trail and very enjoyable. And it's so happy that I lost that much, uh, just in the past, I believe it's about a little more than two pounds in the past week. I'm so happy for that because I'm going in the right direction. Uh, and I noticed that even just that few pounds at six and a half, roughly pounds that I've lost, my clothes are fitting better. I'm feeling so much better than I, than I have before. And I'm feeling like I can be more physically active. So it's little steps like that, uh, and little things. And, you know, I even cheated a little bit this week. Um, we had ice cream. <laughs> it wasn't a huge amount, but we had some ice cream down at the local Sonic. Um, that is so nice to be able to do that once in a while and know it's not going to adversely impact you. So when I say things like think about what you're eating, obviously think about what you're eating on a regular basis. It's okay to indulge every now and then, but don't go overboard and don't turn it into a habit where that's all you're eating every, every day. And, and we'll talk a little bit later about eating after certain times of day. Some people fare better when they don't eat after 7 p.m. Uh, or any time close to when they normally sleep. So it depends on your activity level and, um, and what, what you do during the week that can impact that. All right. Now, so here's a new feature I'm adding in. Uh, I don't have a gear of the week this week. We'll bring that back next week, but this one is called the website of the week. And I'm going to tell you about peopleforbikes.org. This is, uh, the people for bikes is a movement to make riding better for everyone. This is a quote from their website. It says, by collaborating with millions of individual riders, businesses, community leaders, and elected officials, we're uniting people to create a powerful, united voice for bicycling and its benefits. End quote. Well, these people, let me tell you, they're working to foster cooperation between cyclists and motorists and to promote a good image for cycling. So please, 
check that out. That's my website of the week, which is peopleforbikes.org. Now for my app of the week, I'm going to tell you a little bit about another app that I like, another tracking app that does more than just cycling, but it is, it's really nice. It's called Endomondo. And Endomondo is available in both the iOS app store and the Android Google Play store. And this app can track a variety of exercises, including running, cycling, and walking. But the neatest feature about Endomondo is that you can have your miles automatically uploaded onto the League of American Bicyclists National Bike Challenge, which runs every May through September. And I believe Matt My Ride does this as well. You know, other apps will do this. But one thing I like about Endomondo, it has a really simple interface. It's just stunningly simple. Uh, And it's compatible with things like heart rate monitors, uh, the Pebble Watch, if you use that. Plus, it will talk to your MyFitnessPal account. And on the iOS devices, of course, it will connect with the Health app. Now, there's a subscription service to get access to additional features like training plans, coaching, motivating features. And I assume that the ads that run on the bottom will also disappear with paid access. I did not try that because I already have paid access with another app. But you're welcome to give that a try. Try the free edition. It's one of the simpler apps to use among all the tracking apps. And I think you will like it a lot. So now let's talk a little bit more this week about getting more physically active, doing what you can do to get off the couch. Now, obviously, I focus a lot on cycling in this podcast, but just like last week, we talked about longboarding even, other things you can get out and do. My daughter and I, were planning on getting out and kicking the soccer ball around in the park. Uh, she's not into cycling just yet, but you know that, that may change, but at least it's a physically active thing that she wants to do that, of course, I can do with her. So that's another thing I encourage you to do is if you're you know, you got a family, try to get them involved with your physical activities, get them out there, let them have a say so maybe in in what you do that day and then include them as much as possible. It's difficult for me as a person who enjoys road biking and mountain biking to get my family involved because they don't do the cycling part uh, for their physical challenges. And so it, it's a very lonely sport sometimes uh, when you're out there just riding alone. I mean, obviously, there's other people I can go ride with in the area, in a groups, uh, which I encourage you to do the same. There's safety in numbers, by the way. Uh, but having your family with you, that, that helps really connect everyone together when you're doing these things together. So reach out and find something that everyone can do together and then participate that uh, with them as much as possible. That way, every that way everyone's involved with it. So anyway, that that's really what I wanted to cover this week on this show. I know it's not a lot this week, but I really wanted you to hear about my weigh-in, uh, about the tips I have for cycling on public roads. I wanted you to know about the the People for Bikes folks and the, the Endomondo app. But remember, I mentioned there at the beginning about bikeleague.org. Please visit them. That That is really neat, especially that May through September time frame. Start logging your miles. You'll really grow to appreciate how well you connect with other people when you start seeing that someone maybe you know 
who's doing a lot more miles than you, or maybe not doing as many miles as you are. It's a lot of fun to get out there and, and, uh, and use that as a friendly competition. You're not, you're not going to win anything by doing this, but it's a friendly competition and it really just shows, uh, that you can, you can be pushed a little harder sometimes by someone out there, maybe doing a little more than what you're doing kind of motivates you a little bit sometimes, but anyway, keep it real, keep it clean. Um, another thing too, uh, think about what you're eating. I know I say that a lot, but just be thoughtful of that. Remember we talked about some tracking apps in previous episodes, like my plate, my fitness pal, they can track your food. So it's a good idea to keep close eye on what you're eating and, and paying close attention to that. Obviously, if you're becoming physically more physically active, you do need to increase your uh, intake, uh, your calorie intake to make sure you have the, uh, the balance there. So uh, I'll be back next week to talk about some more uh, my gear of the week. I'll have hopefully another awesome weigh-in. Maybe I can dip below that 230 mark before next week. I'm really hoping on that. And we'll see what happens between now and then. But until then, I just have four simple words for you. Get off the couch.